everybody when we last left our heroes we found them in the soul of silver plummeting towards a black hole at the center of the universe freddy comes over the intercom and looks at not looks at you guys i keep saying looks at you guys he has no eyeballs <laughs> uh, he has a computer we, we feel like um, but freddy uh, gets over the intercom and says hi gang uh currently we're being pulled into a black hole i don't really see many options for us Hello, Freddy. <laughs> he said hi. It's rude to not say hello. Hey, Freddy. What are our current chances of survival? Current chances of survival? Uh, let me uh, check through my calculations. And he starts to go through. Starts to go through. You see a bunch of blinking lights. He's like, very slim. Do you want the number? Yeah, that's kind of what I was fishing for. If you would like to die, I can assist you. That is what friends do. They do not turn the backs, their backs on the needs of others. And if you need to die, I am your man. I'm Ramalwithby speaking. I like where you're going, just not at this current time. <laughs> great ideas, great themes. We're going to go Noted a different direction, though. I like the <laughs> Freddy, is it, is it pretty? Put it on the screen, Freddy. I want to see. I love black holes. No, Abby, 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 stop. You gotta be flying. Oh, yes, all right. <laughs> so you, you're getting in there, and you're starting to notice that you guys are slowly getting sucked into a black hole. I'll turn on reverse thrusters or whatever. Reverse thrusters? All right, I want you to roll uh, lasers right now. I'm an expert, um, I think. So, yes, you are an expert at this point. Um, I sure would like to assist with this. It's gonna divert power to the reverse thruster. I got two successes as All well, right. but you could do another one. Oh, is that the one? No, that's the yeah, one. Th- yeah. So what is that, three? Previous? Yeah, three. Reversing power. Uh, yeah, three successes. You guys managed to um, do the reverse thrusters. Um, and in fact, uh, with the Achoo units, um, uh, like, plug in to the... Like, you start to uh, plug in some of your power to the ship. So in fact... It starts to work, but you find your guys, you find yourselves just stuck in one spot. Like it's thrusting enough that you guys aren't being pulled in anymore, but you're not exactly moving forward. Mr. Human Being, we only have enough power for us to literally stay in the exact same spot. Using the maximum amount of our acceleration becomes equal to the amount of pull that the, the gravitational pull of the black hole is, is bringing out. I suggest that we be patient and wait. I have waited a long time, sometimes years, in the same place. Okay, once again, a lot of things to work to work through that I'd like to get to at a point. But we are in kind of a rush. I'd like to survive this situation. Humans are so urgent. I'm sorry, I'm the last of my kind, okay? This is preservation going on right now. Amy Pringle, do you have any bright ideas? We could send out a message. Maybe... If we search really hard, we could still find the Galactic God here somewhere. Perhaps the Galactic God is the black hole. 
Well, I guess oh. that kind of makes a little sense. Some, through my research, I've discovered that some subsects of religions view God as an entity, a natural phenomena. Freddy! Hi, what's up? <laughs> Let's go into the black hole, Freddy. Calculate for us. Would we die? <laughs> yeah, switch that sentence around. Start with the will we die. <laughs> well, uh, I can't promise anything. I don't know. My systems aren't very calibrated to... Let's just okay, try. Can we, Andy. um... Can we, um... <laughs> Shaft is can on we, board. Maybe, uh, uh, Paris is gonna shout out. A.B., I need you to let go of everything you've got, all the juice you're running, uh, to make sure our systems are in full reverse thruster. As we head into the black hole, let's press the blue button. But with what coordinates, Mr. Human uh, just Being? Just the, the center, zero, zero still. We just let it take us as we press the button. All right, it's quite worth a try. Let's do it. You essentially turn everything off and you so that you could like power around... Is you can put all the power into the into your ship, and then as you're going through, who's pushing the button? Uh, Paris, I assume. Yep. So Paris, you press the button, um, and as you're pressing the button, you're you're descending into the black hole, and Freddy says, "Uh oh, sorry, it's overheated." <laughs> it has been an honor knowing all of you. <laughs> you are my friends. And I did not think I was capable of having friends. I always knew I was capable of having friends one day, but I never knew it would be you guys specifically. And I'm glad it was. Goodbye, everyone. I would like to reiterate my offer of harvesting. (laughs) I'm good for now. Usher, remember when we met Lucifer? I wonder (laughs) if we'll meet him again. (laughs) As, As you go, as you say that, you guys get sucked into the black hole and all three of you start to experience complete and utter darkness. Oh, God. Ego death. Um, it's first, like a bad trip. It's like a bad... <laughs> yes, it's, it's exactly what it is. Um, and so you're going through, and you can see the light, like, from the, the ceiling, like, in the and the lights in the ship start to literally, like... It's like the light itself is being sucked out of the lamp through the front screen and into the black hole. Uh, how strange i don't understand <laughs> how strange all right so you guys um all of a sudden everything turns black it's almost as if all three of your consciousnesses including uh gluttonies and uh shafts it's almost like they go black and go dark you start to feel all three of you are bodiless like it's as if your bodies have been torn away into nothing. Um, but you know, they're, they're like you, all three of you know that you're like alive. But it's as if like if you were to if you were to try to move your arm, it's like nothing would happen. Can I think about moving my arm? You can think about moving your arm. So there is some sensation, some sensation of of, uh, of self. We're not completely dead yet. <laughs> Table talk? This is an absolute dream. To just exist without having a corporeal body? Love it. Can I think about springtime on Exala? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, if you want, go ahead. Can I think about talk hundreds it out. of thousands What's... of people I've murdered? 
yes. at the same time. Oh my <laughs> gosh, and they're like converging into each other. Yeah. So it's the, crashing into each other it's like the waves. sky forests of uh, Exala, and springtime is when all the forests are finally in bloom. So that's when they gain their branches. The rest of the year, it's just leaves. A child screams as he's tossed into the compactor. <laughs> but it's very normal. It's just on an exalting tree. A field of blood. <laughs> um, but <laughs> this is, all this is. So this is actually great. So this is. So there's tree. I th- I think we start to see the trees in Exala start to form, and you guys can see this. Um, but as you look around, you can't see your own selves, but you can see your thoughts out splayed out in front of you, um, and the bodies of of the millions that um, Etu one two three nine has has, has on a, killed on, an, on, a, on another planet, peaceful planet, a meteor like substance flying from the heavens. It lands on the earth, and there is Usher, <laughs> and he, he opens his arms and produces all of the weaponry and his components. The, uh, on his body, and the people scatter, scream, run. <laughs> and then A.B. Fringle's there, just like on a treadmill, like, Asha, there's all sorts of robots here. Check it out! <laughs> but Paris, you start to feel the at- your, your atoms. Like, you, you can feel, you can start to feel your atoms coming back mm-hmm. together. And it's almost, you can see your fingertips, and then your full fingers, and then your hand, and then your arm. And your body just starts to come back together. It's almost like your brain stayed intact, but everything, like your, your entire self wasn't. And now it's back together. And as you can see, you're kind of unfortunately stuck inside the minds of Usher1239 and A.B. Fringle at the moment. But at the center of their thoughts, there's like an altar. There's like a, like a large stone altar standing right in front of you in the center of all of this and then ab and usher you guys see this too at the center of it you can see like this it's like this ancient stone knife of sorts like it's like it it, it obviously doesn't look like a knife in the way that you think it does but like it's you can tell that it's not made for anything it's on, on the altar or it is the altar yeah it's on the altar and all of a sudden Gluttony appears in front of the altar, in front of Paris, and he's unable, and he's like unable to move. He can't move, um, and he's sitting right in front of you. Is, is Paris unable to move or Gluttony? No, Gluttony's unable to move, but you can. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move up to to Gluttony on the altar. He, uh, it can't speak. He like, it's like clear that like he's like frozen. Almost. We see in the in the, the living memory. Uh, Usher picking up A.B. Fringle uh, and grabbing him on either side and then A.B. Fringle asking What are you doing? Hello! I am an extraterrestrial harvester unit. I harvest. Okay. <laughs> Could we have a little chat first though? I suppose. And then we just have tea for a while. Paris <laughs> <laughs> is gonna attempt to use his like psychic link with Gluttony to see if he can get anything back from that since he's not speaking regularly. Alright, so what do you say to him? Hey, man, what's uh, what's going on? What is this? Is this a, a memory you have? Gluttony, uh, I feel his, his brain starting to turn a little bit. It's almost like he has something he wants to say, but a different voice comes out and says, uh, this 
is for the fate of humankind. What's for the fate of humankind? You know what you must do. You see Usher on a planet of uh, humanoids that uh, have puppy faces, and he's just stomping on them. (laughs) 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 Over and over. The horrible memories yes. of Usher 123 now. And then there's just the face, the face of Amy Fringle, and he says, Mr. Human Being, remember the story you told us about the very fascinating, great production of the theatrics that you saw, 2001, A Space Odyssey. It's just, just like that. But are we with a monolith, or are we the apes? Paris <laughs> <laughs> is going to pick up that dagger. Paris raises the dagger above his head. And he, like, looks into the eyes of Gluttony, and then he brings the dagger down into himself. <gasps> oh my god! In the background, we see we see Usher's memory, <laughs> Usher uh, jumping into space from a planet of, like, a, a mound of corpses the size of a mountain. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a big uh, oil painting, almost, of, of Satan falling from heaven. <laughs> But it's Usher. <laughs> and it's just Amy's voice. And I'm like, Freddy. Freddy. Oh, he's not here. <laughs> as as Paris stabs himself, it's almost like Gluttony's let free. And he can, you can hear him going, No! And as he's screaming, um, you all three of you wake up and you notice that you guys are still on the ship. This was all a dream. Um, <laughs> You guys, you guys are all still on the ship, and Gluttony is looking into his food bowl, going, "No!" <laughs> do we do we remember what just happened? Okay. Yeah this this is essentially a shared. You you guys all recognize that that was a shared dream. Excuse me for a moment. <laughs> so is gonna walk away to deal with his thoughts. <laughs> I must, I must be charged. <laughs> Paris is gonna, like, grab the spot where he's stabbed in the dream. Mm-hmm. And just feel that there's nothing there. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything to you, Gluttony, like, I heard that it was for humankind, and I assumed it was to save the Earth, but if I wanted anyone back on the Earth, I'd rather it all be dolphins and not humans. We weren't we didn't deserve Earth, quite honestly. But you guys, you guys did. And he looks at you and he says, Well, that's, that's real sweet of you. Um, but as this is happening, Freddy comes over the intercom and he says, Uh, gang, I don't know where we are. Oh, hello, Freddy. And Avery Fringle looks up. He's just been laying face down on the ground. <laughs> there he is. All right. Shaft. Shaft, where are you? I was about to say, uh, Shaft is coming out of a fever dream right now. <laughs> oh, no. What's wrong with him? And I'll pick him up. Oh, yeah. I'll hold him with my one arm, I guess. <laughs> you pick him up and he just like... He, like, just scoots into your arms and, like, cuddles up with you. He's, like, really comfortable in your arm. Freddy, uh, opens up the window, uh, and outside of the window, it's completely white. Like, just as if it did nothing. 
Like, it's almost like this is where the light that got sucked into the by the black hole, it's like this is where it got deposited. Oh, so beautiful. Mr. Human Being, I can tell you for sure this is not normal. All right, I'll take that. I was about to ask if it snows in space, but... <laughs> <laughs> Freddy, is it safe to go outside the ship right now? Uh, Freddy starts to calculate. Um, he says, not necessarily, not unless you take your spacesuits with you. Usher 1239 will be fine, though. Usher's just, like, charging against a wall. <laughs> like himself, he's, like, asleep. Alright, well, uh, Paris is gonna go and then put his spacesuit on. So, uh, those spacesuits that you, uh, that are, that you've just put on, um, are equipped to not only uh, reflect heat off of you so that you don't get overheated, um, but they have enough air for about two hours. All right. So, are you going to go outside? Or attempt to go outside, anyway? Paris is going to speak to the team. Uh, I think we're here. So, if it's uh, any time to meet God, it's now. If you guys are with me, of course. He's going to extend his hand. He's going He's going for the, like, everyone puts their hands in, hurrah, but he doesn't realize that they don't know Earth customs, so. Charging complete. <laughs> I have attempted to wipe my memory banks of <laughs> that most recent encounter, but was unsuccessful. Mr. Human Being. I shall remember it till the end of my day. <laughs> Something's wrong with Shaft. I'm attempting to nurse him back to health. It appears that Mr. Paris Dawkins would like us... No, I see we have more problems in the ship than we do outside of the ship right now. So, like, take the helmet off. <laughs> He'll take the helmet back off. Hey, alright, first of all, Usher, we aren't defined by our past actions. It's about the forward movement that we're making. Ever since I've met you, you've technically only killed one human being. And that's a pretty good record as far as people go. My external memory only goes so far. I have forgotten more people than I have killed, than I have killed, than have ever lived. <laughs> but you want to change, right? I do not know if I am capable of this. Alright, I- I've got an idea. Plug yourself back in. This seems illogical, I am at 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do something, and I believe you need to be plugged in to do this. I will do so, Paris Dawkins. I'll do it. Just back into the wall. <laughs> As he's plugged in and in, like, sleep mode, Paris is gonna look up into the ether that wherever he looks whenever Freddy talks. Hey, Freddy. Yeah, what's going on? I need you to rewrite Usher 1239's main objective once again. Alright, what would you like me to write it to? I want him to follow his heart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, Fred, uh, that's great. Hey there, this is Nick from Control Group. Thank you so much for listening to our incredibly professional and concise productions. While you're listening, we'd appreciate it if you took the time to give us a review, and I'd personally become your new best friend if you shared our podcast with your friends and family. You can follow all of our releases on social media at Control Group Pod. Oh, shoot. I think it's back on. Let's get back to listening. Freddy is going to, uh, the buttons start to flash, and all of a sudden you can see, like, a red flashing. Like, not like a, like a 
not like a danger red, but like a, a warm red, kind of like an orangish red, start to flash through, and the lights start to flash through Usher 1239. Usher, I want you to roll uh, for feelings right now. <laughs> this is great. It's like Wizard of Oz. Um, no. <laughs> oh, no. I want to help him. I want to help him. You want to help him? How are you going to help him? I'm going to help him while he's getting his code rewritten. I just want to whisper sweet things that he's done over the course of our adventure to remind him that he is... Alright, roll... You're not going to say anything, AB? Roll one... <laughs> roll 1D. Uh, roll roll for feelings. 1D6. God damn it! <laughs> I got a two. Alright. Uh, AB Springle, do you potentially want to help him? Yeah, I look up, and I'm like, Freddy! Yes? What's going on? I'm trying in the middle of something here. <laughs> what sort of medical attention can we give to Shaft? <laughs> Freddy! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too sure at the moment. I'm a little busy helping your friend find a heart to not kill people. Oh, and, then, no. and then Paris is going to go over from Usher <laughs> to AV to work on AV now. Hey, bud, and he's going to put his hand on his one shoulder in the middle of his chest. It's great. It's great that you don't see this as a wonderful thing. You have such a positive outlook on life, and now you're starting to feel, view that there's troubles here. You see, there's something wrong with Shaft, but there's also something wrong with our other friend, Usher, alright? So I want you to try and care about these two bad things together. <laughs> Mr. Human Being, I... Shaft is my closest friend. He's the only one who understands what it's like to grow up on Exala. I mean, I... I thought that Usher was my closest companion, but I don't know. Hey, AB, we're all alone. You miss Exala. I miss Earth. I'm sure Usher misses squishing heads beneath his feet. But... <laughs> That's true. He's got so many stories about that. He loves it. But we've got to learn to adapt. I found out recently, in the past six galactic days, that there's so much more out there than Toronto, Canada. Adapt. Change. I understand these emotions now. <laughs> and I'll pull out my YMCA membership card. It's it said <laughs> Jenkins on it, but instead there's like a hologram on top of it of just my face instead of his <laughs> and it says A.B. Fringle in like alien letters you're right Mr. Human Being all of us we are tied together by the power of ten human dollars we will find this god together not because it is our prime directive but because it is what we want to do and I'll put my one hand on, on, on um, Paris's face, but then I see what they're doing, so then I put it in the middle instead. Usher puts his claw in the middle. <laughs> Paris puts his hand in the middle. I want AB Fringle to roll 2d6 right now for feelings. Okay. Two successes, yeah. Two successes. So, yes. Finally. Okay, so... Finally, the warm coloring that's going into Usher 1239, finally, like, it's almost like you hear, like, a bing, and, like, a download noise, almost, and then it unplugs itself from uh, Usher 1239. Usher 1239, your prime directive of to kill all life in the universe has finally been erased, and it's finally your prime directive now is to not only find 
God, but also to follow your heart. Beautiful. <laughs> you guys have a cheer? You guys have a chant for your, your hands in the middle? I don't know what to do. Paris has to lead it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Paris is like, as as he's like guiding them to like, you know how right before you lift your hands up, you do the like fake out. So it's just like hovering back and forth, up and down. He's doing that. And as he's doing that, he realizes like, oh shit, I don't know what to say. <laughs> so like on, <laughs> on the count of three, when all the hands go up, he just goes, go, God. <laughs> Galactic supremacy. Oh, you're doing a different thing. All right. <laughs> are you guys going to, uh, what are you guys going to do now? What's the, go what's outside. the move? We should venture outside the ship, explore our confounding surroundings. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that's right. <laughs> You've adopted a really right. nice personality, <laughs> We're ready, Freddy. I am now capable of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and and don't worry, AB. If if God is really out there, then he'll be able to help Shaft. Um. So as you guys are leaving the ship. Um, and Usher, you don't need a suit, but A.B. Fringle and, uh, Paris both have, uh, suits. And then you manage to find a little helmet for Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you just get two cereal bowls, but you punch out the, (laughs) you punch out the, the middles. And I want Gluttony in a humanoid suit, but he's just shoved in there. (laughs) He's got got one leg sticking out, flapping around. (laughs) So you guys are walking out there. At first, you think that the you won't be able to touch the ground, but then you realize that the ship is actually sitting on something. Um, it's almost like a condensed light, like a like a if light could be put into a solid form. Of course, I can. That's imagine. like what you're standing on, <laughs> like a light bridge. Uh, so you uh, guys, you guys start walking um, just in the opposite direction of the ship. And you keep the ship uh, basically on behind you to make sure that you don't lose you you lose yourselves because it is it's almost like it's all blank. And as you keep walking forward, you realize that the more you walk forward, you start to realize that there's almost like a mist that's forming behind you, to the point where the soul of silver is almost becoming unseeable, like you can't see it. But as you're walking forward, you start to notice that there's a hill starting to form as you're walking. You start to notice uh, that there is a door directly in front of you. There's no walls on either side of it, but there's a door. Paris knocks. The most logical thing would be to enter. Oh, yes. I've seen one of these before. And I'll open it. (laughs) (laughs) So as you open the door, after Paris knocked on the door... Um, you open it and you realize there's a like a mansion inside. It's almost like it's almost like the TARDIS from Doctor Who. And as you're going, uh, you open the door and some guy is standing there in like a white bathrobe. And he was just about to open the door. Some guy. What does he look like? <laughs> this dude's like old. He's got like long beard, like scruffy. Like he's got like liver spots all over the top of his head. Is he white? He he's indistinguishable in in his skin color. Okay. Racially ambiguous. <laughs> nice. Racially ambiguous. Just um, it's almost like you. It's almost like you look at him 
and you think he might be a different, a certain race, but then you like if you turned around and then looked back, he'd be a different color. Ron's here. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, we found it. Oh, hello. Oh, Asha, it's not Lucifer. It's it's someone who's from Exala. Oh, I didn't. Maybe not. I don't know. He appears to be one of my kind. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. This looks like Shaft to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I look down at Shaft in my arms. In my arm. It's like, who's on first? <laughs> Guy looks at you and he's like, uh, can I help you? I do not believe this is the Galactic God or else he would not ask such a question. Yes, truly, the Galactic God would know the answer to every question and would need to never answer any questions this, thus far. Or perhaps we are projecting our own ideology onto the entity that we know nothing of. That's true. M- much like people project ideologies onto my kind. <laughs> every time I reach a new planet, I try to be open-minded. Are you the Galactic God? <laughs> hey, sure. You guys need a drink. Uh, it's uh, You guys came a long way, it seems like. We do not know. Yeah, I'm kind of parched. It was a confounding process. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a drink too. Can we? Can we come in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he uh, he opens the door and like for, lets you guys in, and you guys start to notice that all the paintings on the wall they like move and are like it's like if there's like a picture with stars and you're seeing them revolve in the painting. There's just like. Essentially, what you're seeing around you, uh, so like A.B. Fringle is starting to notice that the furniture looks like the furniture from his home. In Paris, this looks like a 1970s mansion from Earth. And <laughs> Usher1239, uh, this is pro- everything's probably just on fire. <laughs> no, it's all, it's all mechanical boxes. <laughs> <laughs> mechanical boxes and there's just fire everywhere. Everything's crow. But the paintings are there. You guys can see the paintings. Uh, no matter who's looking at what, it. What, what does gluttony see? <laughs> is it all water? <laughs> the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, that'd be cool. He uh, goes over to like uh, a sort of like what would look like a dresser to all three of you um, and pulls out, like starts pulling out pangalactic gargle blasters. Just starts oh, pulling no. out. Oh, no. And he hands Paris one, he hands A.B. Fringle one, and then he looks at Usher one, two, three, nine, and he looks at the cup and he's like, uh,. Where do you want this? In my hand, if only for the ceremony of the thing. <laughs> well, bottoms up, and I drink it and start screaming, just bloody murder. Just <laughs> I splash it on my face. <laughs> We're, I'm going to have uh, both of you roll for lasers, no. uh, not lasers, uh, feelings. We're going to die, Marcus. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you two d d six. Usher one two three nine. You get one d six. Right. Yeah, each of us got one success. Perfect. So, uh, Marcus, you managed to drink it and it doesn't like squash it. It doesn't like turn your brain into liquid. Um, but you're definitely, uh, at this point, you're, you're a little blasted. Uh, and Usher1239, it doesn't, it doesn't make you short circuit, but you're starting to get like a, a feeling of like, like unsteadiness. (laughs) I seem to have lost my central balance system. This guy is pleasant. He's definitely a galactic god. He's such a nice guy. Look at you. I love this place. It's just like a sky forest on Exala. Well, not a sky forest. But... <laughs> so, um, are you actually god or, like, not, my man? He he looks at you and he goes, uh, mm, 
Well, I wouldn't say that anymore, but I I used to be, I suppose. And uh, he starts to pour himself a drink, and uh, he kind of drinks it and, like, throws it back, and it, like, does not phase him in any capacity. Any more? Yeah, I, uh, I've sort of, um, sort of taken a break, you know? I started, uh, I just, you know, I used to be just such a dick. Yeah, no, man, I, I read the Old Testament, so that was, that was some whack shit. I know, you know, it's different for everybody, but yeah, you know, that Old Testament, you're from Earth, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, sorry about that, um, I, uh... That's really messed up. You know, I'm a lot chiller now. I've been getting into a lot of music lately, actually. Oh, yeah? What you listening to? Oh, no. Making music. Oh. And he goes over to his... He, <laughs> he goes over... He goes over to a, a corner of his room, and he pulls out a closet, and there's just, like, a guitar in there. He's like, uh, I could play you a few songs. I believe that we should test this being Paris Dawkins. Perhaps we should ask it more questions. But I mean, like, if he's the true galactic god, then his song's gotta be amazing, though, right? I shall judge his song as a being that has never known or appreciated music. <laughs> Alright, yeah, guy. hit it. <laughs> so, he plays it, and he just plays Imagine by John Lennon. <laughs> no! <laughs> imagine, but it's like, it's like, spacified. It's like, imagine there's no planets. Look at all the galactic beings. But yeah, so he sings it, and then he looks at it, he's like, you know, I really think that's true. I just, like, I didn't really think about it when I first started everything, but, like, man, it's messed up. Excuse me, sir. If you are the galactic god, what are our names? It is believed in most cultures that, uh, that the galactic god would be omniscient to some degree. Yeah, well, you know, that's just a load of crap, man, but, like, yeah, it's Paris Dawkins, and <laughs> there's A.B. Fringle from Exalia. Uh, he's about 200 years old, uh, and, uh, you're Usher 1, 2, you're about, you're Usher 1239, and, uh, you're, uh, you're, <laughs> it's real messed up in there, man, I'm sorry. I have never heard such an aesthetically pleasing set of noises. Maybe <laughs> just crying. <laughs> He's never heard him. After this, he's definitely going to be a Beatles fan. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> but uh, he looks at you three and he said, it's real brave of you, you know, getting in the, uh, going to the center of the universe. You know, there's not a whole lot of people who would willingly put themselves through a black hole. Do not worry. It was for material gain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was either like the black hole would kill us or like Usher would kill us. So it was really a toss up there. We are truly not saints. <laughs> um, and as you, as this is happening, uh, A.V. Fringle, you start to notice that Shaft starts like freaking out a little bit and he starts to like writhe in your arm um, and he falls out of your arm and onto the ground. Oh, oh. Being who could uh, conceivably be the Galactic God, would you be able to heal our uh, Exalian monkey friend? Space monkey. Monkey cat. Exalian monkey cat. We have designated his name as Shaft, based off of the cult phenomena of Earth, as described to us by Harris Dawkins, keeper of all things Earth. 
as, as, as this is happening, you see that Shaft is starting to transform. And you can see Shaft, uh, his legs start turning into, like, actual, like, human-sized legs. And his arms start turning into human-sized arms. And his head turns into a human head, but at the top of his head start growing horns. Um, oh, dear God. And slowly, what you did know as Shaft, a sort of, like, dark red being with horns and, like, a, like a black suit, like, gets up. And looks at this, uh, looks at the man, at this man uh, that let you into his house, and looks at him and says, "This is not the one God." Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I should have known Lucifer always returns. <laughs> he looks at uh, Usher One Two Three Nine and A B Fringle, and and says, "You two have to be the stupidest people." I have ever met in my eternity in this universe. I am not a humanoid. I am a robot. <laughs> that sounds like an exaggeration. What of Paris Dawkins? <laughs> yes, you've met multiple beings. <laughs> what about gluttony? Surely we rank above them. What about the rocks? We've met literal rocks on the planet. <laughs> or the fruitful king. <laughs> you see, now we completely refuted your argument. <laughs> now where will you be? Mr. Jenkins used to get mad looks- at sweat, so he ranks pretty well out of his with you. We got his ass. <laughs> Shaft, uh, or otherwise known as Lucifer, oh, um, picks 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 up the the guy that claims to be God and says, "This is this charade is over." And that is where we're gonna end this session for today. Wow. I have been your DM, Hadley Singer, and we also have had... Marcus, I play A.B. Pringle. <laughs> Nick, and I play Usher 1, 2, 3, 9. And I'm Dennis, and I play Peristop. Alright, well, uh, catch you next time. Love you. than two.